Welcome to She Leads Podcast. I'm Reverend Thea Curry-Fusen, your host, and I'm so excited you tuned in. So this is my very first episode, and I am a big, avid listener to podcasts. And as I have consumed so much information about how to lead the church, how to lead uh, teams, as well as just some of the greatest comedians, I felt there was a gap. There was missing some female perspective on leadership, on faith, and on relationships. And so I said, hey, why don't I try to fill that? Sharing a little bit of my experience, bringing in guests to share what they've seen and what they've known, and just sharing with the world some ways that God is at work in real and authentic ways. So I'm so glad you joined us today. Uh, this is the first one, and so it's just going to be a little bit about me. Who am I? How did I get here? And why am I doing this thing? I currently serve as the New Song Worship Leader uh, Pastor over at First United Methodist Church of Pearland, but my journey to that place has been uh, different. I actually did not grow up in church. I had something called a nominal faith. Uh, my family believed, and we prayed every now and then when things were really crazy. Things were really crazy often, but God was something more like a vending machine, this old, big, dusty thing that sat in the corner. And I only went to it when I really needed something. And when I didn't get what I wanted, I would kick and scream, but then otherwise forget this thing even existed. My grandmothers both uh, took me to church regularly, uh, one to a Catholic church where I had no idea what was happening, and another to a Presbyterian church that was fun because they had things that were targeted to me. But an idea about being in relationship with God was something I never even dreamed was a possibility. Until when I was 24, I went to the Czech Republic and lived there for one year, not with a church, not with a missionary program, just as a full-time volunteer. And while I was there, in a land that is 70% atheist, I experienced God in a whole new way. It was under that Czech sky that I started to understand God as bigger, deeper, more beautiful and more loving, protective and providing than I could have ever imagined on my own. It was also there that I met people who had a real relationship with God and they talked about it. They lived it out and they were willing to have a real relationship with me. Despite my faults, despite my doubts, despite the fact that I hadn't been raised with the same faith that they were sharing. And it was during that time that I felt called to learn more, to spend more time discovering who God is and what God might be up to. When I came home, I got married and tried to go back to life as I had known it before, and yet I was distraught. I was longing for something more. I was overwhelmed with trying to fulfill other people's expectations of me, to be their definition of good. I was weary and exhausted. And though I had lots of friends and family around me, I was alone. It was during that time that my friend from high school, who we had stayed connected and had lots and lots of fun in our young adult years together, uh, were having a conversation. And she talked about how she started attending Deer Park United Methodist Church. She invited me to come and I thought, you know, I need something. I don't really think church is the answer, but I've got to be willing to try. There was something in me that wanted to believe this experience that had begun so, so far away could still continue, even with me being home. 
I remember that first day that I walked into Deer Park United Methodist Church to visit with my friend. I prayed no one would talk to me. And actually, very few did. Now, most pastors would be ashamed that that happened in their church, but it was exactly what I needed. I needed to know that it was safe and I was welcome and I didn't even have to entertain or communicate with other Christians because those were the ones I was the most leery about. In that worship service, I have no idea what songs we sing. I have no idea what prayers we prayed or anything that the preacher said. All I remember was at the end of the service, without any notice, my friend and her family joined the church. And as she stood there taking these vows to not only follow Jesus, but to do that in a faith community, there was something in me that wanted to want that, to feel comfortable to feel welcomed and to feel like I was truly a part of something bigger and better than me. And so I just kept coming back. They had a contemporary service that was earlier in the morning that my friend said was too early for her to make. But I came by myself. I went to the gym. I listened to the band, play songs I had maybe heard on the radio and many I'd never heard before. I again prayed prayers I can't remember and listened to sermons I can't repeat but I do remember the children's message every week was one about grace, just how much God was in love with me right where I was, no matter my sin, no matter my doubt, and that God had something bigger and better for me. I would sit in the back row all by myself with tears streaming down my face, and I can only imagine what the people around me must have thought I was dealing with, and yet they just let me. Nobody pushed, nobody prodded, Nobody even asked to pray with me, and it was exactly what I needed, a safe place for me to just be and receive. I'll never forget the first Sunday I walked in and the communion table was set. Again, I had a nominal faith. I had an idea of what this meant, and I made a hard decision that I was not going to partake. I wasn't ready to be a part of this thing these people were doing. I was only willing to come and sit in the back. I didn't want to be and what they were up to. And again, don't know what songs we sang, don't know what prayers we prayed, don't remember anything the pastor said, except her invitation to this grace. She made it very clear I didn't have to have everything all figured out. She made it very clear that I didn't have to be any type of committed part of that community or really yet understand where Christ might be leading me. I just had to want to want to follow, and that this grace this salvation, this forgiveness was given freely, completely for me. As soon as she finished those words, I jumped up and ran to the stage, ready to receive this bread and juice. Looking back now, I realized I jumped the line in front of the servers and the band who was typically served first. And yet no one reprimanded me. No one pushed me away. No one even said, you need to wait. But instead, this grace this salvation, this love of Jesus Christ that was poured out so freely was given to even me. That really began my discipleship journey at Deer Park United Methodist Church. I was blessed to have two female pastors serving when I arrived, and so female uh, pastoral, pastoral leadership was something I just thought was normal. I had only seen males in pastoral roles in my younger years, but I thought, well, the, the world must have uh, grown up since then. And so when I began to think about how God had gifted me with talents and skills and how much 
the mission of Jesus Christ was the only one I wanted to get behind. The idea of pastoral leadership didn't feel crazy. It was what I was seeing week after week in these women who shown a lot of the same skills and talents and passions that I had. And so maybe there would be a place for me. I finished my undergrad in early childhood development, and I had a call to serve families. A year later, I entered seminary at Southern Methodist University and began to wonder, where might God be calling me outside of my current career in nonprofit management? In January of 2016, I took six months off to figure that out, did some odd jobs here and there. And then at the summer of that year, I joined the team at First United Methodist Church of Maryland. I was hired as the director of family and children ministry to start our Manville campus, a brand new church plant that was the one of the most exciting things I ever got to be a part of. We saw God just bring people out of seemingly nowhere and to make something new and beautiful out of nothing. That church grew to 500 people in less than five years, which is unheard of in church planning these days. And yet the opportunities I had to serve and to lead, to build real relationships with real people, to invite both mothers and fathers to be a part of their children's discipleship and faith formation, to launch a student ministry program, as well as a day school. It's one of the greatest things I've ever got to be a part of. It's the first church that I ever preached at on a Sunday morning. It's the first place that I was able to serve communion, making that same invitation to those who were weary and lost and still not sure what God was calling them to do, yet willing to receive this free grace poured out upon them. The same with baptizing, celebrating God's work in us long before we can accept it, and then that moment that we do. And as I felt a call beyond family ministry, as I loved the time I had with those children and students and their parents, I felt this call bigger. I wanted to lead the whole church. I wanted to be able to see where God might take us all together instead of just one specific ministry. And so in the summer of 21, I joined the pastoral team down in Lake Jackson, where it was just me and one other senior pastor with the goal to learn how to be in charge, how to learn how to lead the whole church toward where God was calling us in ministry. And we did a lot of exciting things there. I got to practice some of the things I had learned at the church plant and realized they weren't just nom- um, they weren't just an anomaly. They were real. They were fruitful, and they were continuing to bear real fruit, new disciples, new transformation over and over again. And in the summer of 2022, I was uh, invited to come and be a solo pastor at a little church out in West Columbia. And I have to admit, I was petrified. I didn't feel like I was ready, and yet jumped in with both feet. We sold our house in Pearland and we moved right next to the church, welcoming whatever God had in store for this community. Together, we started to dream and think about what it might mean that we were the oldest church in town and yet more and more young families were moving in. What was God doing in their lives? What were their needs? What were their experiences like? And how might we, the church, meet them where they are and be willing to be something new. Unfortunately, that church decided to leave the United Methodist Church completely. And so I got an opportunity to come back to where my ministry first started here at First United Methodist Church of Pearland and to lead this contemporary worshiping community where we are seeing new life repeatedly, where God is taking dead things and bringing out something amazing, 
where people are are answering this call to grace, welcoming this new life that is offered to them. And it's truly, truly amazing. I'm very, very grateful for the time that I've had with the United Methodist Church and excited to see where God will continue to lead me in this ministry, both here and beyond the local church. And when I think about a podcast, you know, why? Why is this something I'd want to add to my plate? I've got a pretty busy schedule. Again, it was just this notion that there was something missing. That while I listened to these great leaders and these great pastors and these great comedians talk about their lives and their craft and where God is leading them to do, I just felt like a woman's voice wasn't there. A woman's perspective, a woman's intuition, and the way that we are naturally designed to see the world. And I just wanted to celebrate it. I also thought this would be a great way to practice communication, to practice scaffolding conversations and inviting others to share where they see God at work and what they see God doing in their lives, their leadership, their families, their church. And so I'm excited just to get real, to talk about what's really going on, to talk about some different things that all leaders uh, experience, but from a woman's perspective. I hope that my brothers will also listen and learn about what it's like to lead alongside women, to see the gifts and talents that we bring, not just to the church, but also to the family and our communities. And so I'm really excited. I'm excited to start this venture. I'm excited to see where God might lead us, and I'm excited to hear from you. So one thing I think would be really exciting is to have um, the audience participate, to share comments or feedback, to send questions about what you'd like to hear more from. Um, and so I set up an email account. She leads comments at gmail.com. Uh, it comes directly to me. And that's just an easy way that we can interact. Um, I don't know what that will look like, but I really love feedback. You know, on Sunday mornings when someone says, good job, I like it. Thank you. I need to hear that. But what I really like to hear is what was good, what made it good, what made it meaningful, and how can we be better? How can we create more opportunities for people to connect and less obstacles and barriers that get in the way? And so I want to hear from you. Feel free to send your feedback, your comments, your suggestions, ideas about other show topics. And I hope that you will enjoy this journey. I'm excited to see where God might lead.